deserve it. Give it to him. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today and especially to feel his presence. Amen. You can go to a lot of churches in town today and not feel what you feel here. And I appreciate Pastor Morrell uh, for the opportunity once again to come and preach. Amen. For the sake of the kingdom. And uh, appreciate First Lady Sister Morrell. Amen. These are awesome people. I don't know if you realize sometimes when it's close to you, you don't realize how, how good you got it until you uh, go some other places and experience some other things. But you got it good here. I mean, you got it really good. Some, some great, awesome people and uh, men of God. And I appreciate them, and I count it an honor to be here today. And um, really wasn't planning on doing a lot of singing or anything, but we had a song we was going to play last night we didn't get to play, or yesterday didn't get to play. So we're going to do that at least and then just let the Lord lead. Uh, anybody believe in just letting the Lord lead? I've got something planned, but it may not be what the Lord has planned. Amen. So he, he, may, he may tell me to do something else. We'll just play it by ear. But uh, if you'll just give me a few minutes to get my saxophone hooked up and we'll, we'll play something for you.
I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my soul. Well, it bathed my heart in love, and it wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus made me whole. Anybody been there? Let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let's tell him all about our trouble. something something you need to do every day and have a little talk with Jesus every day and life goes a whole lot smoother praise God praise God once again it's so good to be in the house of the Lord I would sing some more if my brother would help me but I know better than to ask him we could have him sing the fruit salad song with me but amen I, I do want to publicly say it's good to amen come here and see my brother and, and uh, sister-in-law worshiping the Lord back there. There was a time. And we prayed for him a long time. I'm not saying it was just my prayers. They had a mama and dad praying for him too. Amen. But God finally brought him back home. And I'm thankful today to know that they're serving the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Serving the Lord in truth. Amen. In truth. That's important. A lot of people claim to be serving the Lord. Amen, but there's a little truth missing in their life. Amen. If you'll turn in your Bibles with me, we're just going to go ahead and get into it. Chap uh, Book of Mark, chapter 4. Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. I'll give you a second. Those of you that have your Bibles, those of you that don't, I'm sure it's going to be up here. Amen. Mark, chapter 4. We're going to read the first 20 verses. Um, I want to get this whole story because I feel like today that God has given me something for the church, 
and I want to be able to deliver it, so I want to get the whole story in here. Amen. So that's 20 verses. I apologize for making you stand that long. But you know, in the Old Testament, they stood all day in the temple. All day. All day. Pastor asked me with, with my bad foot, are you going to be able to stand? We'll get you a chair. No, 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 no. As long as I can stand, amen, I'm going to stand for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Chapter 4, verse 1. And he began again to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. Didn't have a microphone back then either. Must have been talking loud. See, Jesus, I don't believe Jesus was a meek, you know, lowly person. He was in spirit. Amen. But, but I see too many times where his voice was probably raised. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. Everybody say wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up, and some fell on stony ground. Everybody say stony ground. Where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns. Somebody say thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground. Somebody say good ground. And did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some an hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive. And hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, but have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things, Entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. Thank you for reading with me tonight. Would you say a prayer with me today? Would you say a prayer for me? God, we ask you right now as we come to your throne one more time, Lord. God, your word is already anointed, God, but we're asking you right now, Lord, to anoint, God, this speaker as he speaks the word of God, Lord, and anoint the words that we might hear what thus saith the Lord, God. Lord, we come to you tonight, Lord, humbly 
bowing ourselves before you, God, knowing that you are the only one, God, that can give us what we need today. And we're asking you today, Lord, to impart something to every person in this place that can go with them and stick with them through the thick and the thin. God, we are here to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor for all that you do. And we pray it all in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. Amen. I, I just felt in the Holy Ghost today. Um, I don't know exactly how this is going to go, but I, I feel this message in the Holy Ghost, and I know it's, it's uh, I've preached it once before quite a number of years ago, and my wife gave me a five-star rating. She rates my sermons. And, and so I, I knew I, I needed to preach this again sometime, and, and uh, when I told her I was preaching a five-star today, she, uh, she said, all right. <laughs> Amen. Now, like I said, I don't know how it's going to go, because this is not a, 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 a fireball preaching message. Amen. But I, I want to put something in your hearts, and I want to make you think today. Amen. That's my purpose. I want to make you think about some things. Think about where you're at. That's why I've titled this today, Which Ground Are You? Which ground are you? There's four types of ground here in the Word of God, and all of us fall into one of these categories. Hopefully, we all fall into the category of the good ground, but that's not the case today. Amen. There's people in here falling under all four different categories. And I'm not, I'm not saying that anybody is bad or anything like that. We all need help. Amen. We all need help. We, we all need encouragement. And, and we all need to do better than what we're doing right now. I said all. And that includes me. Amen. We, we can better ourselves. We, we can do a little bit more. We can, we can push a little bit harder. And, and, and we can go a little bit further. And we can swing the bat one more time. Amen. So, so I, I'm not necessarily getting on your case today, but I want you to listen to what Jesus is saying. These are not my words. These are Jesus' words. I, I want you to listen to what he's saying to us, that there are four different kinds of ground. So look at the sower. He sows everywhere. Amen. That's the first thing. Amen. The sower sows everywhere. The preacher, when he gets up to preach the Word of God, amen, it hits all kinds of ground. Amen. As we preach the Word of God, it is sown all through the congregation on all kinds of places. Amen. The sower is not picky about where he sows. Amen. Wherever he goes, that's where he sows. Amen. And wherever we go, we need to be sowing the Word of God. If we are a Christian, if well, I better not say Christian anymore because that's kind of derogatory nowadays. Uh, it doesn't mean a whole lot right now. But, but if you're a child of God, amen, that's a little bit different than being a Christian. If you're a child of God, uh, amen, then you ought to be sowing the word wherever you go. Amen. Brother Kamlik told us that the other night. Make an altar. Uh, amen. The things of God are good, and we need to spread that gospel. Amen. So the sower sows everywhere, expecting only to reach Somewhere. He sows a hundred percent, expecting out of four to get one. Amen. The good thing about this is uh, no matter what ground you are, there are ways to improve the ground. <laughs> I said there are ways to prove the ground. Do we have any farmers in the house today? Anybody done any farming? We're fixing to start doing some of that. Bought some land out here in Monroe, and we're going to go to farming. We're going to go back a little ways, uh, amen, back to our roots. Amen. Me and my brother, we grew up on a, on a little farm. 
Amen. And I, I remember the corn and the beans and the strawberries that we used to throw at one another. And, and, and I remember a little bit about farming, but, but I've forgotten most of what I learned. But I'm going to get back to that. But the farmer knows a little bit about preparing the ground. Amen. So in each one of these places, uh, amen, the ground can be improved. But let's talk about the first place. Amen. Scripture says that seed was sown by the wayside, or the word was sown by the wayside. But it got stolen. The birds came and ate it. Understand that the birds... Uh, Amen, or not the black birds and the red birds and the, all the other birds. Uh, amen, the bird that steals that uh, precious seed uh, is Satan. Amen, as soon as that word is sown, uh, Satan comes somewhere between the, amen, the house of the church and the door of your car, uh, amen, and steals that seed away. Uh, it just doesn't last very long. Amen, you can't get very far uh, if you don't have the seed uh, to start germinate in your ground. Satan is the prince of the air. He is the God of this world. Amen. That's a known fact. And God gave him dominion in this world. But God later came and took that dominion away. But Satan still has dominion in lives. And we are wrestling today against principalities of the air. Spirits in this world that we live in. I'm not talking about ghosts. I'm talking about real spirits. I'm not talking about something in a white sheet that you wake up in the middle of the night and it's really something in your closet. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about real spirits, amen, that roamed this earth, that came, amen, because they were cast down from heaven, that came with Satan, amen, a third of the angelic host that had power on this earth to a point, to a point, amen, and they will steal the seed, amen, that tries to fall in your ground. It fell by the wayside, not really good environment. Too much traffic by the wayside, too much traffic, too many distractions, too much noise. <laughs> we live in a world where everybody's trying to, I don't know if this is relevant anymore, keep up with the Joneses, we used to say. Amen, it may be keeping up with the Kardashians now. Amen. But we're all trying to keep up with somebody that we think's got it better than us. And, and we'll go to lengths that we have no business going to to try to keep up with folk. Amen. And it don't work for us, especially if you've ever touched God. It, it's, it's not going to work for you. Amen. Don't worry about keeping up with anything else. you got enough problems keeping up with yourself. I'm talking to me too. Amen. i got enough problems keeping up with myself and my wife trying to help keep me up. And keep me straight. So there's all these distractions. They that come and hear the word but don't ingest the word and the word gets stolen. They come to church, amen, but the word gets stolen. You ever, you ever been in a service that was just one of them apostolic Pentecostal services where everything from the, from the, opening, from the opening prayer to the ending amen, and you really didn't want to end it with an amen because you didn't want to put a period on the service. It was still, people were still in the altar, and, and the pastor had to get up and say, you know, if you got to go, just go ahead and go on. Uh, amen, we're going to be here a while. Uh, amen, because the spirit is moving. You ever been in one of those kind of services where you shout all the way through the service, and I'm not just talking about dancing, but that too. Uh, amen, and, and, and you, just, you just pray through all the way through the service. And, and you have one of those times where, where God just does the miraculous in your midst. Uh, and then you leave out of here. Some people leave out of that atmosphere untouched. 
and you wonder, my Lord, what is it going to take to get a hold of that? That's what I'm talking about. Satan comes and steals the seed. Amen. He steals the seed and somebody in the house don't even get anything out of the service at all. Amen. Your pastor made a statement last night that, you know, it's a whole lot easier if, 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 if things are prepared for the preacher to preach. Amen. All, all the service really is about preparation to receive the word. Sometimes I wonder if we do right uh, because of time's sake uh, of saying, man, we had church today, so we're not going to preach. So, sometimes I wonder if we do right by saying that. Amen. Because you're not going to be saved without preaching. Amen. All the shouts you got is not going to save you. All the dancing you do up and down the aisles and running around the church is not going to save you. But the preached word of God, it will save you. It will change you. It will change your heart and your life and your mind and keep you in a positive place with God. But the word is stolen. They enjoyed the service, but when they got out, they went right back to what they were doing before they came. These are they untouched by the word. Somewhere between the church door and the car door, the birds swooped in, Satan and his imps, and stole that word. Amen. The second group of people is stony ground, a rocky place. Uh, something about this is really kind of weird because it says they were happy. They received the word with gladness. Woo, yeah, man, pastor, that's a good word. Oh, man, it makes me excited. But the excitement don't last for very long because they received the word on an emotional level. Now, we're Pentecostal, and we're all about emotions. Amen, love it, wouldn't have it any other way. But I'm telling you, your emotions can get you in trouble. I said your emotions can get you, if you listen to your emotions, uh, amen, you're going to wake up one day having been deceived. Amen, you can't trust your emotions. Amen, we don't live on an emotional level. Amen, we live rooted and grounded in the Word. Amen, that's where we got to be. Now, if the emotions get involved, that's a great thing. Uh, but it cannot just be an emotional level. The Word grew for a little while, but having no root and no depth. But a shallow word, a shallow level, a superficial word, an emotional reaction, and no permanent change. I'm asking you today, what ground are you? What ground are you? I, I, I want us to be honest with ourselves today. You know, we're the only ones that can do that because we can hide stuff from people. We can't hide anything from God, but we can make it look like to people that everything's just fine. I had a man in one of the churches I pastored one time. If you ask him how he was doing, he would tell you honestly how he was doing. Well, Brother Shorter, I got sake over here, and I, you know, my, my knees bother me, and he would go through a list. He was an older man, but he was honest. Most of us, amen, we ask, how are we doing? Oh, man, I'm good. Man, I'm great. I'm doing fine. I'm doing liar, liar, pants on fire. Amen. We're not really doing that great. Amen. If we would be honest with ourselves, and that's what I'm asking today. You don't have to tell me and you don't have to tell pastor, but tell yourself. Be honest with yourself today and ask yourself, where do I fit? What ground am I in? 
because I'm going to give us some hope here in just a little bit. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. As long as God is in the picture, there is hope. Amen. So we're not without hope today, but an emotional reaction with no permanent change and no depth and no sign of real commitment. we got people that, Pastor, I'm sure you see them all the time. Man, get excited about things going on at the church, but won't get involved in things going on at the church. It is a pastor's deepest desire that everybody get involved in something. But I've had people sit on my church pews that didn't want to get involved in nothing. They just wanted to sit and be entertained. Amen. Are, 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 you, are you one of those today that just want to sit and be entertained? I'm sorry if I'm stepping on toes, but this is the Word of God. Amen. This is the Word of God, and we need to hear the Word of God. Amen. Where are you at today? What ground are you? What ground are you? Amen. An emotional reaction, but upset very easily. A reaction to everything, but a commitment to nothing. Shallow with no roots. A lot of gladness, a lot of joy when you see him. Woo, hallelujah, praise God. Ain't God good? Yeah, but no deep-seated roots. We need people around us that are rooted and grounded in the Word. Roots are not pretty. Amen, that's some ugly stuff under the ground if you dig it up. Uh, Amen, they're not pretty. They're not like the lovely stuff that comes up on top and blooms and has flowers and all kinds of fruit on it. Uh, Amen, nothing like that underneath there. uh, Amen, it's dirty and it's ugly. It doesn't look good. Uh, But that is very needful to every tree that's going to grow. You've got to have some roots, uh, and they got to go deep enough to sustain you. Amen, I hope you're not one of those people, uh, amen, that have no roots, that jump from church to church to church to church uh, and won't stick in one place long enough to get any roots going down. We can't do that, folks. We can't do that. Roots aren't pretty, but they're necessary. Without roots, no flower. Without roots, no fruit. Amen, just a rocky place. When the sun comes out, it scorches you. Amen. And you die spiritually. Oh, yeah, you're going to come back again next week. And you're going to be all glad and happy again. Amen. But by, by the time, uh, amen, Monday hits, uh, you're down in the dumps one more time. Uh, amen. You're dried up again. Uh, amen. You know what? You know what? Uh, it's because you're not having church every day. <laughs> See, we, thought, we think church is only on Wednesday and Sunday. Well, where, where two or three are gathered together in his name, the Bible says... He's in the midst. That's church. Amen. You can have church at home. If you live by yourself, go go to the neighbor's house. You know, you can have church anywhere. Uh, You don't have to sing a bunch of songs or you don't have to do any preaching or anything like that. Amen. But you do have to get with God. Amen. You do have to get with God and pray, and you can have church at your house. Uh, Amen. And and, and if we'll do that, uh, amen, if we'll not wait until Wednesday to try to get a little bit of revival, or wait until Sunday to try to get a little bit of revival, uh, amen, then maybe we can make it from day to day to day. uh, Amen. And pastor can can not be worried about us all the time because we're getting some roots, getting some roots. They were there as long as things were going well. But the scripture says when persecution came, persecution came, they dried up and they died. If you have deep roots, the storm can come and the winds can blow. And you'll bend all the way down to the ground. 
but you won't break because the roots go deep. Amen. It's not like a pine tree who doesn't have much roots. Uh, amen. Living down in Alabama and where we've got hurricanes all the time and just dumped on the rain. I mean, just, 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 uh, uh, amen, uh, inches and inches at a time in, in just a short space of time. Uh, and, and where we live, we had uh, pine trees just lay over, the roots sticking up out of the ground. Amen, because they didn't have a good root system. But that old oak tree, uh, amen, it wasn't going nowhere. It might have had some limbs that were snapped off. Uh, amen, and I might have had a little bit of damage to it and leaves blown off of it. Uh, amen, but the roots went way down. Uh, amen, and that sucker didn't budge. Uh, amen, it didn't go anywhere because it had roots. Amen, are you a pine tree or an oak tree today? <laughs> Which ground are you? You bend all the way over if you're the right kind of tree. Amen. You know, can't endure the persecution. Can only make it when things are good. As, lo as, as, long, as, as long as you're talking positive to me, as long as good things are happening, uh, amen, then I'm all right. But, you know, uh, uh, if a little rain comes, I don't know. I, I, I like the sunshine, but not the rain. Uh, I'm here for the pleasure, not for the pain. No pain, no gain. You're going to have some pain in your life. And all of us want the pleasure, yes, yes. We'll, we'll take the pleasure every day of the week. But, but you got to have some pain or you won't grow. You just won't grow. Here for the good times but can't stand during the tough times. See, trouble will show what you are made of. You know, we don't have to guess. Trouble comes and we can see exactly where you stand. Amen. Amen. Trouble comes, uh, amen, and it shows what you're made of. When it's unpopular to stand, you stand anyway. Amen. When you're criticized, you stand anyway. When you're persecuted, you stand anyway. Steadfast, unmovable, the Bible says, always abounding because you have roots, not willing to struggle. Amen. The struggle is to test your roots. Nothing, came, uh, nothing comes good in your life without struggle. So let me ask you another question. Anybody struggling right now? Come on. Be honest again. Anybody struggling right now? You don't have to raise your hand, but you, you can do a Baptist nod. Anybody struggling right now? Uh, I, I would venture to guess quite a few as are struggling right now. You're being tested to see if you have any roots. <laughs> Having done all to stand, I'm going to stand with my loins girt about with truth. And there's the key. If I get some truth of that word in me, uh, amen, then that will help me to stand. It will help the roots to go deep. I, I, I may be crying, but, but I'm going to stand. Amen. you got to make up in your mind. I may be lonely, but I'm going to stand. I may be frustrated, but I'm going to stand. I may get rejected, but I'm going to stand. Amen. I, I, may, I may have problems uh, with my family, but I'm going to stand. Amen. I may be sick in my body, but I'm still going to stand. I may be broken, can't rub two pennies together, but I'm still going to stand because I have roots. Amen. I'm going to stand for God no matter what comes because I know that is a time of testing in my life, and I want to pass the test. One writer said, and when you've done all you can do, just stand. He didn't ask you to run a lap. He didn't ask you to do anything great. He said, if you've done all you can, uh, all you got to do is stand. That's it. Just stand. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. 
You've got to stand for something in your life. Uh, you've got to stand for the truth of this gospel. Uh, amen. You've got to stand for holiness and righteousness. Uh, amen. You've got to, at some point in time, make a stand, uh, amen, to all those that are around you and let them know, well, come what may, I'm still going to live for the Lord. Uh, I'm still going to serve the Lord. I'm going to do right by him. I'm standing right here, and I'm not moving. I remember a guy uh, standing in the middle of a pea patch. Amen. He wasn't about to give it up. Amen. The enemy came and he said, Lord, just help me stand here. Uh, the Bible says that he had that sword in his hand uh, and he wouldn't turn it loose. And he fought, uh, I don't know how long, but he fought all day. Uh, amen. And his hand claved to that sword because he was determined not to give up any ground. And some. Somehow, somebody in this place needs to get determined not to give up the ground that they're standing on. Because people are going to come along and try to change your mind. Amen. They're going to try to sway you. They're going to try to get you to move. Amen. Out of the place that you're in with God. Amen. Don't let it happen. Make up your mind. I'm going to stand come what may. Let me get on to the third group. Sowed among the thorns and thistles. Begin to grow, but the thorns and thistles choked it out. The thorns and thistles are explained as the deceitfulness of riches, the cares of this world, and lusts of other things. Lust and deceit are the twins of destruction. They go hand in hand. Let me tell you something. You better know what you believe. And be willing to stand on it. But first, you got to know what you believe. You can't just stand for some things that are not right. Amen. Just, just because, uh, amen, you're too stubborn to admit that you're wrong. I know y'all ain't never met, met anybody like that. My mom used to always say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks when she didn't want to learn something new. I said, Mom, I've had some old dogs and taught them some new stuff. That's, that's an erroneous statement. And she knew it was, but she was just playing with me. Amen. She just didn't want to change the ways that she was doing things, which was nothing wrong with the way she was doing things. But, you know, the computer age and all this kind of stuff came in, and she finally got with a little bit of it. But you can't just stick with something because, you know, because you think that, well, this is, this is right for me. You know, it might not be for anybody else, but this is right for me. The Word of God don't support it, then it's not right for you. Yeah, don't cop out on that. Well, well, you know, that, that's for somebody else, but it's not for this Word of God is for every one of us. Amen. God is no respecter of persons. Amen. He doesn't delineate from one to the other. Amen. He, his Word just goes out and hits everybody. Amen. And everybody's got to heed to the Word. Everybody's got to heed to the word. Everybody's got to line up their life to the word. That's the problem today. Too many preachers are preaching their own convictions uh, or non-convictions, uh, amen, and passing it off as the word of God. I I'm telling you something today. You better check it out yourself. I'm sure pastor would say, you go home, uh, amen, you look up the scriptures, uh, you read them, and you pray about it, and make sure that what I'm telling you is right. Amen. Make sure of it. Because... The deceitfulness of riches and the cares of this world and lust of this world, amen, will choke out your word. We live in such a materialistic world. Man, if you don't have a certain amount of money, you can't hang out with a certain kind of people. 
uh, don't tell me that we don't have any clicks in here. Oh, we don't want to get on. That's meddling. I'll let pastor handle that. Amen. But deceitfulness of riches. We go after things that we have no business going after. We go after things that's not going to satisfy us. I'm telling you what, you could be a millionaire today and be the saddest person on the earth. Amen. Some of these Hollywood types have told us that. Amen. The Michael Jacksons and the, amen, people like this that, that, that took their life. Took their life. Couldn't get a good night's rest. Amen. So they're popping pills to get a good night's rest. I'm telling you what, there's people living on the street that's getting a good night's rest. Because their mind is clear and their heart is clear, uh, at least. Uh, amen. They might, need, they might not be where they want to be, but, but at least they can get a good night's rest. It's not all about the money. It's not all about the fame. It's not all about the fortune. Uh, I'm telling you today, uh, amen, if you're getting after money, you're getting after the wrong thing. Now, unfortunately, we got to have it to survive. But uh, I don't have a whole lot of respect for preachers that live in mansions. Well, hallelujah. Amen. That's why I don't watch any televangelists. Amen. So, oh, brother so-and-so's a good one, man. He's a good one, man. He preaches the word. Yeah, he preaches the word, uh, and he puts that money in his back pocket. Amen. He's driving top-of-the-line vehicles that cost $500,000 and living in a $5 million mansion. Amen. Something wrong with that picture. That's not the way God told us to witness. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So you got to watch out on what you care about, the cares of this world. You can just get caught up in living life, just living life, just get caught up in it, not going anywhere, really, just spinning your wheels, but caught up in the cares of life. Well, I'm glad I'm not getting a lot of amens because that means it's oh me's and you're afraid to say it. That's what one preacher used to say, amen or oh me, one of the two. Amen. So that's all right. I don't, I don't need your amens to preach the word of the Lord. Amen. The lust of other things. Uh, I know this ain't a fireball message once again, but, but we're hitting down where we meet the road. Amen. We're hitting where we're living, and we need this kind of preaching. And maybe that's why God uh, uh, put it in your pastor's heart to ask me to come today because somebody in here needed to hear something like this. Amen. I, I was wanting to come and, you know, jump up on the desk if I still could, you know, and preach from up there and jump down and jump the platform and all kinds. But I know I can't do that. Amen. But if we're not careful, we just get caught up in the everyday life. You know, that job's going to keep you out of church if you let it. It'll do it. I, I, I uh, was away from, I, I'm a DirecTV installer, and I was away from DirecTV for a while, and I, I went to go back to him. So I called my old boss, and he, who was working at a different company now. Um, and uh, I told him I wanted to come back and work for him again. I thought, you know, I was healed enough to get back to work. And uh, he said, okay. I said, but I've got one stipulation. He said, what's that? I said, no Saturdays and Sundays. Now, Saturdays, if I want to. But I've missed out on too many family things and too many church things that are going on on Saturdays. So if I want off on a Saturday, just don't put me on a schedule on Saturday. If I want to work, I'll tell you. But no Sundays at all. Amen. And then after I got, got in there, then, then the, the, that was the regional manager, and then, then my direct manager, I, I real quickly told him, you know what, Wednesdays, you're going to have to give me a light load because that's church night. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm going to refuse to do anything, but try to respect, you know, this wish. I'll, I'll work 100, 
100% for you all during the week. I'll do, I, I'll do the work right, and, and, and that's hard to, hard to find nowadays. Hard to find nowadays, the people that do work right. And he real quickly found out that I was that kind of person. And you know what? He favors me. He favors me. You, you can allow yourself to be caught up in what you're doing to the point, uh, amen, that it takes over your life. And you don't have a life to live for God because you've got too many things that are in the way, in the place of God. And we think it's no big deal, but really what it amounts to, uh, if it's taken the place of God, it is a God in your life. If it's coming before God, it's a God in your life. Now, if you've got to work on Wednesday, I, un I understand that. If you've got to work on Wednesday, but I'll tell you what, pray while you're working. Amen. Get in the Holy Ghost while you're working. Maybe nobody want to work around you, but go ahead and do it anyway. Make sure you don't leave God out of the equation. Because those things will just, they'll tie you up. They'll choke you out. Amen. And pretty soon you'll find yourself once again in a dry desert place. See, not riches, but the deceitfulness of riches. Doesn't, you know, the Bible doesn't say uh, being rich is a bad thing. Matter of fact, God said he'd bless us. Now, I'm not up here preaching a prosperity message. If you live for God, you're going to be a millionaire. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not preaching that. But God does give some money. And as long as they can handle, he'll keep giving it to them. Maybe that's why I don't have much. Maybe God can see down the road and say, you know what? I don't think you'd spend that on me. Well, I, I don't know, but I'm not a rich man. <laughs> I do know that. Amen. But it's the deceitfulness of it. It's, it's, not, it's not the riches itself. It's a promise, but no fulfillment. Be, being rich, just, it, it does, it, it's, not all it's, it's not all it's made up to be. It doesn't make you happy. That, that's not what makes you happy. Amen. Lust plays into it. You make the mistake of worshiping stuff. The creature instead of the creator. Worshiping the gift more than the giver. More, worshiping the stuff that was made instead of the one that made it. You don't have to live long before you find out some people around you that are out for stuff. And they're all about stuff. You don't have to live long to find it in the church that there's some people that's all about stuff. Be careful what you wish for. You might just get it. The deceitfulness of riches and the lust for other things eventually choke out the seed. There are too many things. There's not enough room for the Word of God to take root. We need to have enough patience to let the seed grow. And we need to keep a hoe and a rake handy to pull back everything that's not supposed to be there that tries to choke it out. Amen. Your hoe and your rake is your prayer and your fasting. Amen. You need to keep it handy. Amen. Make sure that you're pulling all of the, of, of, of the things, the thorns and the thistles that are trying to choke out your word. You have to have the attitude that anything that threatens the welfare of this seed has got to go. Anything that threatens the welfare of this seed has got to go. Seed growing takes time. You don't just throw a seed in the ground and come back tomorrow and you got a tree. Doesn't work that way. There's seasons for everything. God will give you something small to see what you do with it. And if you do the right thing with it, he'll give you something a little bit bigger. And if you do the right thing with it, he'll give you something a little bit larger. 
and he'll keep expanding you, uh, amen, as long as you are capable of doing the right things with it. Uh, in, possess, uh, in patience, the Bible says, possess ye your souls. Everybody wants it right now, but you don't get it right now. All you get uh, is the down payment. You get the Holy Ghost right now. You can have the whole, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need to get it right now. But that's only the down payment of what's to come. If you stick in and you be patient, uh, amen, and you'll dig and you'll plant and you'll sow and you'll water, uh, amen, then eventually you'll have a harvest. Which brings me to the fourth and final thing. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Good ground. But there's something here that kind of sticks out. Oh, man, it's good ground, but some get back 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. You know, my name is shorter. It's not Morrell. So I don't get what you get, and you don't get what I get. Amen. I don't get what Barfield gets, and he don't get what I get. Amen. I get what God gave me, and God expects me to use that. Amen. All I've got to do is prepare the ground. All I've got to do is make sure my ground is right. If I make sure my ground is right, it really shouldn't be important whether I'm 30, 60, or 100-fold. Amen. 30-fold is a pretty good investment return. Well, come on now. Anybody knows a little bit about ROI? It's a good return on investment. 30-fold 30, 30 is a good return. If I get just 30-fold, I'm going to be more than happy. Amen. If I get 60, praise the Lord, hallelujah. If I get 100, amen, that's all right too. God entrusted me with a little bit more. But guess what? The more you give, the more is expected of you. Hmm. Maybe God hadn't given you 60 or 100 because he can't expect more out of you yet. See, this is the hope that I was talking about early on. Amen. I hope you've been asking yourself the question, which ground am I? And I hope you've been honest with yourself because the hope is that you can cultivate, amen, your ground. Amen. You can, as the Bible describes it, you can dung it. Amen. You, you can prepare it, amen, and make it susceptible to growing. Amen. All of you know that's ever had a garden, amen, you just didn't go out there in this Georgia red clay and plant a garden. You ain't going to get much if you do that. Uh, amen. But you're going to go down to the depot or, or Lowe's or somewhere. Uh, amen. You're going to get something that will help you. Uh, amen. Prepare the ground uh, to be able to sow a seed, uh, to be able to grow something. And that's what we've got to do in the Holy Ghost. That's why when Brother Canley talked about the altar the other night, uh, amen, that's a preparation place for your ground. Uh, amen, you need to find you an altar every time you come to church. Uh, and you need to find you an altar every day of your life at home. Uh, amen, you need to find a place to prep your ground. Uh, amen, you need to find a place to dig it up. Uh, amen, put the harrow in. Uh, amen, turn the soil over. Uh, add some nutrients to that ground. Uh, amen, make it ready for God to put a good seed in it. You know, all the seed is good. Amen. The seed that fell on the other three places is good seed. Nothing wrong with the seed. It's just about the ground. If you can prepare your ground when God plants the seed, amen, then you're going to have a return on investment. Amen. Then life is going to be better. 
Amen. Not without disappointment. Uh, amen. Not without trouble. Uh, amen. The Bible tells us that man's days are short and full of trouble. Uh, amen. We're going to have trouble. That's a promise we've got from God. That's not one of the promises we like, uh, but that's a promise that we have from God. We're going to have trouble. Uh, amen. But it shouldn't be a problem for a child of God. Amen, it shouldn't be a problem for somebody that's in touch with God, amen, that has roots down, amen, that prepared the ground, and the seed's in there, it's germinated and it's growing, amen, and you got a tree that's coming up, amen, bearing some good fruit. That won't be a problem for you if you've prepared your ground. You'll bring forth fruit, but it's not going to harvest equally. Let me tell you something. I don't know how much longer America and this world can go the way it is. God, if he's God, and I know that he is, he's about ready to have to do something. Because he talked about the end times and he told us what it's going to be like. And everything you read in the Bible of what the end times are going to be like, we're living in right now. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know if we got to wait on a temple to be built, or I don't know if this has got to happen, sacrifices and all that kind of, I'm not really worried about all that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just worried about keeping my heart right on an everyday basis uh, because God could come, uh, amen, and take my number any time, uh, whether the rapture happens or not. Amen. Your number could be called when you walk out of this service. Your number could be called before this service ends today. Amen. You don't know. You don't have time to play around with God. Amen. It's time to get the soil right. It's time to prepare the ground. It's time to make ready. Amen. Because God is fixing to do something the likes of God we have never, ever seen before. And I'm talking about spiritually and naturally. Amen. I don't think, I, I, I don't think God can wait much longer. Now, that's just my opinion, but I, I, I just don't see it happening. He's getting ready to come. I said, he's getting ready to come. We better make ourselves ready. What kind of ground are you? I'm asking some music to come right now. What kind of ground are you? I'm asking us to get honest with ourselves right now. I, I, I'm asking you to ask yourself, amen, those questions that I, I've been putting to you today. Am I letting uh, uh, the word come and, and choke out? Uh, am I letting deceitfulness of riches and, and pleasures of this world, uh, amen, entice me and choking out the word? Uh, am I in a dangerous place of stony ground where I can't get any root? Uh, am I in a place where I just have to have self-gratification? Uh, I'm going to receive the word with gladness, but uh, I'm not willing to commit to anything. Where am I at today? Where am I at today? Would you stand with me right now all over the building? Let me bring this home. God doesn't make carbon copy people. That's why the scriptures tell us not to judge ourselves one with the other. Don't compare yourself to somebody else because you are not somebody else. God made you who you are. Now don't cop out on that either and say, God made me the way I am. That's just the way I am. God made you that way, but God wants to get in your heart and change you into what you can become for Him. God made your personality a certain way, but God wants to use that personality for His glory. God made you a forward person or out there person, uh, amen, but God wanted to do that so He could turn you into a great witness for Him. Not to offend somebody, but to be a witness to somebody. 
God made you exactly the way you are. And yes, God made you. But he made you to invite him into your life so he can make you again into what he wants you to be. God told Adam, be fruitful and multiply. You be fruitful. God will do the multiplying. I like God's math too. He doesn't add. He says where, where two or three agree, man, I'll be there, all of heaven's host. He said, if I got a problem, I just get one friend, just, just one friend, just one friend. And that two can put a thousand to fly. <laughs> One can put a thousand to fly. I'm sorry. Two could put, listen to this, 10,000 to fly. Not 2,000. My 1,000, your 1,000 doesn't equal 2,000 with God. It's 10,000. God doesn't add. He multiplies. Can you imagine what you could really do if you let God control your life? My Lord. The potential is just mind-boggling. God multiplies, but God cannot multiply unfruitfulness. Your tree might be growing. It might look okay. I've seen some droughts come along. You don't get much of a harvest. But you know what? With God, all you got to do is worry about growing the tree. And God's going to multiply the fruit on that tree. He's going to multiply the fruit. The Bible says, by their fruits, we shall know them. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, hope. The fruit. Don't focus on what the seed looks like. The seed ain't really nothing to look at. Good seed, wonderful seed, great seed has some potential. You could look at that seed and you go, how in the world am I going to grow a tree out of this seed? How in the world with this ugly little thing is there going to be anything beautiful? But God can put a seed in you if you've prepared your ground that can grow into something beautiful and long-lasting and deep. You know, we don't preach too much about getting deep into the Word. But I long to be in a place. I, you know, I, I've read the Bible through I don't know how many times. But every time I open the pages, there's something in there I hadn't seen before. I hadn't seen before. One preacher preached yesterday and said, man, if you like, if you like novels and if you like uh, war stories or what, whatever you like to read, uh, hey, man, why don't you open your Bible and read? It's all here. And you'll get something out of this. I wonder if those of us that feel like that our ground's not quite right, and I'm not judging today what kind of ground you are, that's between you and God, but if you feel like your ground's not quite right, I wonder if you'd make your way up to the front today and let somebody pray with you and let somebody encourage you and let somebody lift your hands up and let somebody help you to understand that, hey, I can make it. I can make it. I can prepare my, the rest of y'all must be okay. The rest of y'all must be perfect. Amen, but I see a few that's not. Well, hallelujah. God wants to do something in your life right now.
but you got to prepare the ground. Why don't we start preparing some ground right now? Come on. Why don't we start crying out to God? Turn up that ground. Come on. But why don't we get the plow out, man? Why don't we get the shovel out and go to digging? Come on, it's time to prepare. Why don't we make a trip to God's storehouse? Amen. Get some nutrients to put in there. Come on, somebody. Why don't you cry out to God today? Let him refill you with the Spirit. Let him put some something in you that will that will help you to stay with it, that will help you to stick with it. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, right now, Lord. You see the hearts of your people, God. You know where each one stands with you right now, God. Lord, you know what's going on in their life. You know their downfalls. You know their uprisings, God. You know every situation that's going on. Lord God, you're the comforter. You're the helper. Lord, you're the bringer of the rain, God. Lord, you can do so much, God, to refresh us, to renew us, to help us, to encourage us, oh Lord. I ask you to reach down to this building right now. God, I already know that you're here because we're gathered in your name. I know your spirit's with us because we've worshipped you and we lifted you up in praise. God, I ask your spirit right now, God, to come down to this place, Lord, and do a mighty work in our hearts, God. Do a mighty work in our soul, Lord. Do a mighty work in our minds, oh God. God, help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus, to make preparations. To make preparations, God, for the seed that you want to sow, God. Not done sowing seed today, Lord. You still got something to put in us, oh God. Lord, you want to see a harvest, God. You want to see a harvest, God. And that's our cry. That's our prayer. We want to see a harvest, Lord, but we got to do the preparation to see it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's taking you seriously today, Lord. Somebody wants a new walk with you, God. Somebody wants a superpower with you today, God. Somebody wants to be delivered today, Lord. Somebody needs it today, God. They're crying out to you, Lord. And I know you're hearing their prayer and you're hearing their cry right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you,
us to grow in God, amen, and to let the seed of the Word of God take roots in our heart, hallelujah. Thank God for men of God that care enough about us and share, amen, the truths of God's Word with us, praise God. Won't you shake hands with one another, amen, amen, tell each other how glad you ought to see them in church today. Don't forget this evening at 6 o'clock, Abby is giving a Bible study for the girls in the church from 13 years up at Bread and Butter Restaurant on the Square in Covington. So, young ladies, if you would, make your way there. Hallelujah. And uh, enjoy the Word of God. Praise God. God bless you. You're dismissed this morning. In Jesus' name we pray.